Good evening, Coach. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Phil? We are doing tremendous. Thank you for joining us. Congratulations on another terrific season to date. And I know you guys are anxious to play the Bulldogs tomorrow night, your first meeting with them, and a chance to knock off the conference leaders right now. Yeah, it's going to be a great game. And, um, you know, the, the league, once again, you know, you just got a lot of quality teams in the league. And, um, you know, it's, it's, um, it's going to, it should be a great college basketball game. It should be a, a great atmosphere. And, um, you know, we're, we're definitely looking forward to the game. So you're coming off a win at uh, Wofford on Sunday. No, that was a tough place to play and a very gutsy win, a very tough win. How do you feel your guys are playing going into this one tomorrow night? Well, you know, Phil, we've won 8 of 10, and, um, you know, we've won the last, I guess, four on the road. We're, we're the only team in the league so far to play five of eight games on the road to start league, and um, which the good news of that is all going to balance out on the second half. And so, you know, right now it's the standings. You know, you got Sanford, Greensboro, and us. We're all at the top. Um, you know, two of those games, you know, Sanford beat Greensboro in a really close one up there. And then us in Greensboro went to overtime at our place. And, um, you know, I think that's just – that's how this that's how this thing's going to be. You know, it's, it's going to be great ball, great games. And um, it's going to go all the way till March. And then just like we know at this level, you know, our, our year is going to be defined about what we do in Asheville. And so right now we've got two fifth-year seniors that are, that are playing really good ball. Um, but five of our nine that we're playing are actually underclassmen, which is exciting in the fact that – you know, we can continue to grow and get better. And um, we've seen that here in the last month. And, um, you know, I think we can I think we can continue to make strides, specifically on the defensive end, as we go through February and prepare to go to, to, to the tournament in March. i tell you what, I know they're going to be doing some work at Timmons here in the near future to make it, I, I guess, more of a basketball-type venue. But it's become a heck of a home court for you going back to 19 and 20, 2019-2020. You've only lost five home games. So that place is a tough place to play. You're the visiting team. Your team, of course, is the biggest part, but I guess the fans have made the place a little bit rowdy. Yeah, you know, the, the atmosphere has really grown. And, um, you know, over the, over the past few years, the energy in it, and, you know, just I think Greenville's starting to, you know, take notice of, of just the, the type of ball that we play. It's a, fast, it's a fast game. It's a lot of scoring. Our guys play together for the most part. They play really hard on defense. And, you know, it's, it's hard to build a fan base. It takes time. But, you know, we've, we've been able to sustain winning, you know, averaging 22-plus wins, you know, a year over the last five years or so. It's, it's really helped just kind of get some people that, you know, maybe came out a little bit or hadn't been exposed to it before. You know, we've been playing the games downtown, playing a couple of those a year. And I think it's just, it's just really helped build the crowd there. And, um, you know, the Greensboro game last Saturday was just, I mean, it was it – was, Felt like there was standing room only in there. And, you know, I'd expect another one tomorrow to be packed. But, you know, I thought Bill Self said it well last night. You know, home court advantage, you know, usually usually you got a really good home court advantage if you have really good players out there. And yeah. um, fortunately, fortunately, we've we've had some good players. We've had a lot of guys develop and um, continue to get better. And, you know, through the years, we've, we've been able to put some good teams out there. And if you add that with, with a good fan base, you know, usually, usually it helps you at home. I'll tell you what, I mean, you've done such a phenomenal job at Furman. And your team, it just seems like you can always shoot the basketball. Now, this year, you're averaging 82 points a game. You're shooting 49% from the floor. 
You're shooting 36% from three. You're shooting 76% from the line. I mean, do you just go out and find shooters, or do you and the staff know how to coach up shooting? What's the secret? (laughs) You know what's funny, too, Phil? We're actually number one in the country right now in two-point field goal percentage. Ah. And um, it, it's one thing. It's one thing I always talked about in the off season when we're, when I when I have to speak about offense and things like that. But me personally, the way you judge a really good offense is you look at the two point field goal percentage because it shows you how many layups you're getting. And for us, you know, we play through tempo and space. I really believe personal philosophy. If you get quality shots over and over and over again, the percentages are going to play themselves out. And and I think that's the key, right? You got to really you got to really take good shots, and you got to work to get great shots. But we do we we emphasize skill as a program, and um, you know we do skill year round, and you know we have a certain style of play that that fits us and it's worked for us. And um, you know it's that was one of the things going into the year. You know, losing Alex Hunter and losing Kyle Garrison, that were two really really good shooters. A lot of people worried, hey, is our, is their shooting going to go down? And it wasn't quite as high in the non-league, but what's funny in league, we've been shooting close to 39% from three. And, um, you know, it's, it's, you know it's, it's one of those deals where if you work to get really good ones, you know, offensively as a unit, I think a lot of times the shot quality is going to determine the shot percentage. Yeah, talking to Bob Ritchie of Furman. With that in mind, I mean, you do have some older guys, you have some younger guys, but in your offense, in your system, in your scheme, do you find your guys are unselfish and they're willing to make that next pass, that extra pass that leads to the better shot, that leads to the shot in the lane, that leads to the layup that you're talking about? Absolutely. And it's and it's something that, you know, you gotta have that a part of, of your identity and your culture and you gotta you gotta in this day and age, Phil, you gotta preach it daily, you know, and you gotta you gotta get players to buy into it and it's a hard thing to do, you know, because the game has become very individualistic in a lot of ways. Yeah. But the game, the game's just more fun like that, you know. And what we always talk about is just, hey, look, you know, the more passes, the more points. And, you know, the more points that we score, then we're all going to score. You know, and you look at the game at Wofford the other night. I mean, we scored 96 points on the road. And I believe we had five guys in double figures. You know, we had three guys. We had three guys the other night scored 20 points or more. And so – when you can get them to buy into it that hey this is this is going to produce instead of it just being one guy you know hey we're going to get we're going to get good shots for everybody we're going to play at a fast tempo we're going to get good ball movement and then you know you get through it and you get to the end of the game and now you just got a happier group and um it's a little bit of a paradox which i think the game of basketball has a lot of paradoxes built within it um but it's 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 a paradox in terms of hey the more you move it the the more you're going to score it and, you know, it's, 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 it's hard to get them to buy into it. But once they do and they see it and they see it works, then they start to realize, hey, this is who we are. And I think that's why we've been able to be consistent in terms of scoring uh, because we've, we've been able to get teams to buy into that. Yeah, everybody likes touching the basketball. Now, it seems to me like Mike Bothwell has been there 10 years. I know it's only five, but it seems <laughs> like we've been talking about him forever. 19, almost 20 points per game, and he just – he plays a complete game for you in the annals of Furman greats. And I know you only go back, you know, so many years. You don't go back 50 years. But, I mean, where do you think he falls there all time among the greats at Furman? Well, I, I think he's up there for sure. And, um, you know, I think I think the story's yet to be written on this season. But, you know, if this team can go on to win a championship, then I think that's even going to push him even higher up there. And, um, you know, he, he's, he's a great teammate. He's a, he's a great person. 
you know, the best thing he's done this year, it's funny going back to the paradox we just talked about, like he's scoring a little bit more than he ever has, but he's also distributing more than he ever has. And, you know, he's really gotten more people involved and he's making plays for others. Uh, he's really, he's really trying to focus a little bit more about being a complete defender, but he's, he just grown a little bit every year. You know, he played a little bit his freshman year and then his sophomore year off the bench, he started getting going. And, um, and then, you know, this is going to be his third year being an all conference player. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's just gotten a little bit better every year to a point where now, you know, he's just, he's a complete guard and, you know, you haven't seen like, Hey, you know, he had 20 this night and he had seven that night. It's just like every night it feels like, Hey, he's, he's getting between 15 and 25 points. Uh, but he's doing a lot of other things to help us win games. Yeah. Great player. Great player for you. The matchup with Samford. What are the keys for you? What makes them so good? They're unbeaten in league play thus far. Yeah, you know, they, they are. There's, there's no doubt about it. I mean, they've played, I think they've played five to eight at home. And um, they've got a great home record, a great home atmosphere there as well. And, um, you know, they're, they've got some players too now. I mean, they've got Quest Glover, who's a transfer from Florida. They've got Bubber Parham, who's a transfer from Georgia Tech. Uh, they've got Logan Dye in the post, is playing really, really well. Uh, he's playing all-conference basketball right now. Brandon Marshall's a good player. You know, they've got they've got some talent. And, um, you know, it's we, we had a couple wars with them last year. Uh, we split with them in the regular season, and we beat them in the semifinals of the tournament, but which was a, a classic game. Mm. And, um, you know, they play hard. They, uh, they play with a lot of energy. They really try to get in press. You know, they really try to create a lot of chaos defensively and, um, you know, bring a little bit of stress to the game. They're going to switch up defenses in the half court and things like that. So, you know, we're going we're gonna to have to be composed, and, um, you know, we're going to have to make sure we take care of the ball. And, um, you know, that's, that's usually the key. They, in the non-conference, they had, a little, they had a little bit of a skid where they lost, you know, some games in a row there, and then they've gotten into league play, and, and they, they've ripped off eight in a row. So, um, you know, we got to be prepared. we got to be ready to go, but it should be a heck of a game. Oh, it's going to be a fantastic game. All right, I got two other questions to ask you before we let yep. you go. In 1970, South Carolina lost in the finals of the ACC basketball tournament and couldn't go to the NCAA, and Bobby Crimmins left and went up to the mountains not to be heard from for who knows how long. So when you lost that heartbreaker to Chattanooga in the, uh, in the tournament last year, I mean, because it's a one-bid league, you're right there, ready to go to the NCAA tournament. Where'd you go? I mean, how did you get over that moment? Well, you know, I think I think what you learn, Phil, like, you know, if if just to be honest with you, if if that's all that there is to life, that's a very hard moment. And um, you know, I think you got to fight for perspective in this profession now more than ever. Uh, I think you ha- you have to have. For me, you know, my faith is critical. And, you know, you just got to trust at the end of the day, like that, that everything happens for a reason. There's, there's always an opportunity for growth in some of the hardest situations that we go through in life. And was it a difficult situation? Absolutely. Uh, but is it going to be a deal that destroys us? Is it going to be a deal that defines us as a program? Um, I really, I'm really been committed to making sure it's something that stretches me as a coach, make, makes me a better leader. Uh, but also gives our program a greater resistant, a greater like resiliency and a greater determination and just understanding that like, it's just part of the ascension. And, you know, back seven, eight years ago, this program was 342 in the RPI. Hmm. And a lot of people have forgotten that pretty quickly. And, you know, it's, it's been 
I think we've played in the championship game three years this century in the 2000s. And the two games before that, Furman was the 10th seed in both of those games. It was a little bit of a Cinderella-type deal. You know, yeah. one, I was an assistant in, in, in 14, and another one was in the early 2000s. But when you look at it in totality, you know, as you're building program and you're, and you're pushing this to where we want it to go, it's the first time this century that Furman's supposed to have been in that game that we were actually in the game. And we got to a point in the game that we, got our, we gave ourselves an opportunity to win it, and it just didn't work out. And, um, but when you, when you go through it, it's funny. You feel like you're one in a million in the moment. And then all these coaches start calling you and they start texting you. And, you know, from, from all kind of greats, you know, from, you know, Coach Sweeney reaching out to me and just saying, hey, look, you know, we lost to Alabama and they onside kicked us. And, and that's what led us the next year to win it and stay the course. You know what I mean? And, and I probably got 10 calls that were similar to that. And, and that's what we've tried to do, you know, just, just everything about what's next, everything about pushing forward and really using it to say, hey, this is going to be motivation. And, um, you know, it's look, we haven't, we haven't stopped. And, um, you know, this team has come out again. We're, we're in the middle of another great season. And, um, you know, we're, we're, we're excited about what's ahead and we're excited about going back to the tournament here in a little bit over a month. All right, last thing, and I know there's a big difference between Men's college basketball and women's college basketball. But the other day, South Carolina women, number one in the country, played Arkansas. I don't know if you're aware of this. They had 74 rebounds in the game. Have you ever seen a college box score anywhere where a team had 74 rebounds? No, I've never seen that. I've never seen that. Um, Were you aware that they had 74 74 rebounds in that game? I, I saw they won by like 50, uh, 90 something to 40 something, I believe. I did not, I did not know there were 74 rebounds. So, yes. <laughs> uh, but I'll tell you this if you're, if you're getting 74 rebounds, you're going to win by a lot because that other team's missing a lot of shots. And um, so, yeah, that, that leads for a fun day. Well, 30 something, like 32 of them, I think, were offensive. So, I mean, they killed them in the paint. I just found, I mean, you're, you're a basketball guy. And you're the first basketball coach I've had a chance to talk to since that game. And I just thought 74, that's absurd for a team to have 74 yeah. rebounds in a game. So even in the NBA. I would, so. if, if, you, if you had told me, I mean, if you see 50 rebounds, that's a lot in a game. You yeah. know what I mean? And so then, then to think of, man, what about 60? I mean, you get in the 70s, that's, uh, that, that's a lot of rebounds. That's a lot of rebounds. Well, you know, maybe tomorrow night you'll get 70 rebounds, uh, like 40 of them <laughs> offensively, and you'll, you'll outscore them by 60 in the paint or something like, you know, like that. So um, we wish you the best of luck. We thank you so much for joining us. I know we'll talk again, and uh, good luck tomorrow night. Should be a heck of a game over at your place. Sounds good. Appreciate you having me on, Phil, and uh, talk to you soon. Yes, sir. Thank you, Bob. Bob Ritchie, coach at Furman, we appreciate him being on with us. That was a gut shot when they got beat by Chattanooga at the buzzer championship game. I mean, they're thinking they're going to the tournament. All they got to do is survive this. And it was a Hail Mary half-court deal, as you might recall. Uh, it's, it's probably the play, maybe. I'd hate to say the whole thing was based on that, but it certainly helped Lamont Paris get the South Carolina job by having taken his team to the NCAA tournament. You know how people are influenced by coaches who make the NCAA tournament. That's how close they were last year, Furman was.